podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome after a couple of weeks to episode 367 of the Anfield Index podcast. I am Trev Denny. I am here, older, no wiser, in my field in beautiful rural Ireland, podcasting to you as always. And I'm joined by my two illustrious colleagues, Mr. Cam Branch and Miss Lisa Marie Hanahan. And I'm sure uh, Miss Lisa Marie Hanahan, if that's the appropriate title, but I'm going to give you that one anyway. Um, let me start with you. Uh, last time out for 366, you and I were on f- with Gav from the Day Trippers. That's our last show, I believe. We had a delay in the interim, which is going to come back in later on because I was off getting old actively and um, denying the whole process of getting old by engaging in a wonderful seven or eight day debauch and more of that later. But I wonder how you have been in the interim. We've had less than our regular chats, so I don't really know what's going on in Lisa Marie world. Um, happy to be here, everyone. Um, good evening to both you and Cam and those listening. I've been super, super busy, um, even more so than usual. Work is crazy busy right now, and I'm going to be off for a couple of days next week. So I've been kind of, you know, trying to get caught up slash maybe a bit ahead in order to be able to take that bit of time off. Um, but yeah, no, just, just living. Living the good life here, Trev, and it's decided to be summer in Tennessee. I mean, like excessive heat warnings the last couple of days, just horribly, horribly hot, which everyone should know from uh, past summers. I just love. Yes. Uh, which of your sub seasons are you currently in? Um, you know, I, I can't remember what, but it, we're not quite to the front porch of hell, but we're, we're approaching. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so we will obviously, uh, be talking more anon about other bits and bobs, but let me bring Cam in real quick to say hello as well. Uh, even longer again since you and I have been on a show together, but it's good to have you back, uh, in the saddle. Um, how is Camland? Uh, Cam's really good, thanks. Uh, great to be back. It has been a while. Um, also, we did sort of touch on that uh, pre-show. Um, yeah, all good. You know, um, life's good. Uh, working Monday to Friday, which is nice now. Uh, got weekends, so um, where I can do a little bit more with the family if need be. So, uh, yeah, I'm in a good place right now. Can't I like that. I like that. We saw you sporting your um, fresh haircut there not, <laughs> not too long ago, looking very <laughs> suave in your car. Uh, 
sunroof included. I like that touch. Uh, and uh, I was I was uh, admiring the um, a tremendous amount of grey that has built yeah. up in your beard. But apparently, sir, apparently you've been falsifying it because I've just seen you and there's almost none. So explain that photo to me, will you? Sorry, Lisa or me? Sorry. You. Oh, sorry. I don't think Lisa's got great. We don't talk, no. about, we don't talk no. about Lisa's great hair. No. I haven't done anything with that photo. I, I, I told you that. That's, <laughs> it, it, it's pure natural. I, I I don't need to do anything. You know, I look great. Why Why would I hide it? You know, what you Men see is what you get. You don't have to hide it. It's such a double standard. You're yeah. distinguished when you go gray. We just get old. <laughs> well, I want to go grey. I, I keep telling everyone this. I really do want to go grey. So, because I think um, it would suit me. And yeah. why, you know, if you can make good look even better, why wouldn't you want to do that? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I try to be a downy here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love it. There are no, there are no ego issues on this show, listener. All <laughs> of us. All of us are well equipped with uh, high self-regard, um, especially Cam. Uh, it, it is it is good to have the gang back. I have to say, I, I've, I've missed the crack uh, on a regular basis, and I'm looking forward to uh, sort of sliding through summer doing our um, sort of half serious football bits mixed with our less than serious chats because it is kind of a nice relaxing time. Usually, folks, usually what happens is there's a lot of talk and stress and tension around Liverpool's transfer business. And what's happened was we went out early and got a really good one over the line in Alexis McAllister. I think everybody's suitably chuffed with that. And, you know, the the accountants among us are um, busy uh, putting uh, their excess beans away and, uh, and, and, and delighted with the saving or comparative saving we made as opposed to what people thought the fee might be. At least that's the reported uh, situation. So we've got a fantastic player and a really good price for today's obnoxious market and today well it did start yesterday if we're being honest it did start yesterday where there were chit chat uh, uh, maybe it might have been even the evening before where there was chit chat about Dominic Sabozlai now initially it had all the hallmarks and I spoke to Dave Davis on the transfer podcast about this yesterday it bore all the hallmarks of the kind of thing that clubs do to get a bit of a, a bidding war going. Um, and it looked as if that's what Orby Leipzig were doing to tempt Newcastle into spending bigger. And I pretty much took that as the case as well. But just as we were finishing the show, we had a little bit of an indicator that maybe there might be a bit more to it. Then last night, there was another bit of an indicator. And now today we've even got big Joycey coming out and saying that we're really trying to do this deal, which is a buyout clause, I believe. Now, Cam, I know you've got something for us on this guy. So I'm going to start with you on this, because if we're honest, man, this would be quite the start indeed. Now, I, <clears throat> all the caveats about obviously we definitely need a defensive midfielder and not to do that will still be a poor window, et cetera, et cetera. But if we get a defensive midfielder alongside these two guys, and I know a lot of people are being greedy and saying, let's get Turam in as well. Um, 
my God, that would be tremendous. That would be a really good window. So what do we know about this Dominic Sabazlai lad? Most people find it difficult to pronounce his name. The rest of us can't spell his name. But mm. what we've seen of him, man, he looks the business. Well, what can I say? Uh, Dom first came to my attention. It was mid-November 2001. He was um, 12 months and two weeks old. Where are you going with this? <laughs> and, uh, oh my God. <laughs> and, and it, it started actually, he just started to, he just literally started to walk. And his dad gave him some golf balls and he started kicking these golf balls around. And in the kitchen, it, bizarrely, in, in the apartment they were living in, in Hungary, I would, I would pronounce the, the town, but I ain't going there. It's honestly, it's, it's a, it's one of those words, names you, you, you just can't say. So Don first came to my attention in, like I say, uh, 2001, November, mid-November. <laughs> and, and since then, I've been following his career. <laughs> like oh, the, the seasoned professional I am. And <laughs> what can I say? This guy is the knees bees. He's going to take the world by storm. And, um, and Ibu's going to love him because he loves his enemy. So him and Ugu are going to become <laughs> best friends. Yeah? And then because he loves playing his FIFA as well, you got Trent's going to get thrown in there. Then Jota and him are going to hit it off on another level. Um, I couldn't tell you anything else about the guy because I've never seen the guy play. I've never heard of the guy up until yesterday. And honestly, don't know anything about this lad. But from listening to um, the, the the pods um, that have been coming out over the last couple of days, and listening to Dave, he's saying he's um, potentially the heir to KDB's throne. Mm. And, and if that's what we are looking at, if that's is seriously how good this kid is, then. I'm over the moon if we get it, if we get this signing done. And from what, you know, everybody's saying about him, what his talent is, what his ceiling could be, what is the bottom, you know, um, again, just going by what Dave was saying, the worst he's going to be is a really good um, Mason Mount, James Madison type. And they're good players. They're, they are good, good players. And if that's the worst we're going to get, we can't argue with that. We can't go wrong with that because we are then still getting really, really good players. If he gets anywhere near to KDB levels, and in playing, playing in that eight and all the positions he has played, then, oh, man, it's, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, um, just bring it on. We I mean, we know we need, we need midfielders. We've been screaming for midfielders for how many years now? This kid's, what, 22? Coming up to 20, it'll be 23 in October. 25th of October, it'll be 23. He's, you know, we, we get him on a five-year contract. It will be a five-year contract. And then he's going to extend on that. We're going to get the best years out of him. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm excited, even though I know nothing about him. Are you that person who has everything? the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. 
From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Well, here's the thing. By the way, just to tell tales out of school uh, to the listeners, um, you had me and Lisa Marie going there. I actually did think you had something. I honestly did think you were going to go full ITK. And then the golf ball story just has enough about it that... Fuck, this it's could true. be, this could be real until. No, 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 that, Actually, that, that, I read something about the golf ball story yeah, but, earlier today. So. Yeah, but, but then, 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 <laughs> if you hadn't thrown in that I first became aware of him a bit, yeah. <laughs> then, then, uh, well, you'd have had me going a little bit longer, but this is, uh, it's good to know that you haven't gone ITK because I don't know what I'd do with that version of camp, <laughs> to be honest. And, no, it's not a good and, and, and full full disclosure, we're doing this on Friday evening, the thirtieth of June at six forty-seven p.m. Uh, local time here. And I've no idea whether we're going to get this thing done or not. It just seems as if that's the direction of travel with all the. Uh, usual suspects saying things in a very positive way. It will be obviously quite heart wrenching if it doesn't come um, uh, through at this stage. But, you know, who knows? It, it, these things are always up in the air. But as Cam says, it is an exciting one to think about. Um, Sabazli, for me, was one of those names that I was aware of without necessarily having seen him much. I knew he was a very good, very talented footballer. And I had seen maybe a couple of games featuring him um, um, because how often, let's be honest, uh, do I watch other lads football now these days? Not very often. Um, and so you could be going back a season or two which the last time I saw a full match of him. So like you, Cam, I'm not going to pretend to be all up to date on the guy in terms of what it is exactly he's going to offer the team and where exactly he'll slot in. But I get the impression it's going to be as a right-sided attacking midfielder. I have looked Fred, at all. Just say something. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Joycey just tweeted six minutes ago. Liverpool informed RB Leipzig that they will trigger the 70 million euro clause for Dominic Sabozlai. Sabozlai. And Joycey tweets. You can yeah. pretty much say it's come from the club, then, can't you? Well, that's good. That, I mean, at this stage, anything other than getting him in now would be pretty grim. So he's saying that they've informed RBL that they... They've informed RB Leipzig that they will trigger the 70 million euro clause. That's okay. 61 million pounds. That seems, Lisa Marie, quite definitive then, right? I don't think there's too much wiggle room there unless... RB Leipzig say, no, you will not. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. But it does sound as if Joyce is telling us, doesn't it, Lisa Marie, uh, it's as good as done. It 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 very much does. I mean, like you, I, I don't want to get my hopes up too terribly high, but but you would have to think, especially someone um, like Paul Joyce would, you know, there would be that little bit of, um, you know, not putting himself out there unless, 
he was pretty confident that, that this thing was going to happen. So um, it is. It's very exciting. I like these ones that kind of come a little bit out of left field. Um, it's, I don't know, more fun, I think, um, you know, to, to kind of, you know, I mean, he is a name that I've heard kind of floated out there, probably on, you know, various wish list podcasts and, and things like that. But but until just the other day, it you know, it wasn't necessarily somebody that, you know, we had a strong link to. And so, yeah, so exciting is, is definitely the word. Well, if you wanted confirmation, Joyce has spoken, but the spoofer with the catchphrase, he's out there. I've just, <laughs> I've just looked him up because I want to. He tweeted it before Joyce. He's got in, he's got in 12 minutes ago. Breaking. Yeah, yeah. Dominic Savant like to Liverpool. Here we go. Uh, so there we go. Well, so there. So we have both ends of the credibility spectrum. Yeah. Well, I've got an even better one that was eight hours ago. Oh, and this was Indy, Indy Kayla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Indy Kayla said uh, Indy Kayla called it hours ago. Where is it? <laughs> um, Indy's a legend. I mean, I, I, I mean, Indy's brilliant. So. Here we go. Seven hours ago. Uh, we have to break the news early. We have been told that Liverpool signed Dominic Sabalzai today. The player has already agreed personal terms. So I think he may be a bit premature with today. But, you know, even Indy's, well, yeah, I'm not saying Indy is the original ITK. He's the, he's a legend, isn't he? In that respect. So, um, but he does get some good info. You know, um, he's, he has got, he has got sources. That's what it's yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> have not the inverted commas sources. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look. I, 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 I've, I've, I've got great time for anyone who's pleasant, and Indy's always been pleasant. So as a result, um, uh, nothing but goodwill from me. But I just, I don't lay any store by any ITK, any people who proclaim to have info. I just, I can't do it to myself because even the most informed folk have been wrong very recently on very big deals around Liverpool. But I did notice that uh, Fabrizio here is saying that personal terms have been agreed. Uh, so he's uh, copying Indy there. Yeah. Uh, and he says, Sabo's ready for medical test soon. I'm sorry if Sabo is his nickname. I far prefer my version of Saw's alibi. Uh, but I, 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 I'm certainly not taking <laughs> Sabo. That's, it's going to be Dom. Let's just leave it. It's going to be Dom. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, and Dom. Fab's mocked him up there in the new kit. Looks very well. I gotta love that. So, I mean, this is exciting stuff. So again, just to go back to you briefly on this, Lisa Marie, if this is the paradigm we now exist in where we've got two top notch, um, uh, midfielders who can, contribute goals and assists uh and in Sabazlai we've got someone who loves a dead ball situation um I was a bit worried that all the penalties I saw him taking went into the exact same spot I hope that's not just uh set in stone but I mean he strikes the ball very very well um and it looks like from the compilation videos that, you know, we've all been, uh, sort of, uh, chowing down on today. He really does look quite the talent. Now, here is the awkward question for you. Uh, sorry to put you on the spot with it, but do you think, um, this will shut people up for a while now or will the 
will the moaning continue until we get at least two more in? I mean, I, I, I've already made my position clear. I think if we get a defensive midfield specialist, um, alongside these two, that would be an adequate window. If we get Turam as well, that's fantastic. And that's what I would be hoping. Um, because the links to Turam were so extensive. But then again, nobody saw Sabazdai coming either. So what do we know? Um, what do you, how, how would you be gauging the level of contentment? Because you know, sorry about this long winded, um, lead up, but I, I got to get it all out there on the table. You know, I saw them out yesterday. Fellas out saying, yeah, you got, um, McAllister in. I mean, this, all, these owners are wonderful. Like, what do you want? Be a nice day out. Those kind of people. They're all over the place. These weird, weird FSG fans, as opposed to Liverpool fans. So there will be certain dissenting voices. There will be certain voices who are saying that's it, wrapping up for the window. Now we've won the window. Um, what do you think the general atmosphere will be? Is this going to buy a lot of time? Do you think and a bit of patience to get these last ones in? No, no, because there's too many. I mean, <laughs> there's just too many people who like to moan. Um, now, let me let me clarify. I think if if this, you know, if we do get Dom across the line, then, you know, we've made a very good start to our window. But but we're not done. We you know, we need one, if not two more um, for certain. Um but it would be nice if it would just kind of shush people for, I don't know, a day or two, maybe yeah. even a week. Um, but it won't, it, you know, it, you, it won't likely. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, but no, I, I, I don't think it will. Well, I mean, hell, heck, you know, if we got five in, you're still going to have people whining. So <laughs> there's just a certain corner of the world that, that isn't going to be happy five, regardless. We do need five. Well, that's yeah. the mad thing about it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All right, well, if we did get five, they'd be going, well, we need seven. You know, I mean, there's just yeah. some people that yeah. regardless of, of what gets done, you know, even if it's the most perfect window imaginable, there are those out there that are going to still moan. I mean, hmm. it's just the nature of people. Um, well, I think but I my think, opinion is, you know, sorry, this go ahead, is a sorry. good start. But no, we we are not finished. OK. Okay. Now, for you then, um, I've, I've said to you what would be, what, what would be acceptable and what would be good. And then the dream is five, like Cam says, because I think we need a defender as well. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. A left sided defender that can do that sort of wing back role or left side of a three or whatever. Someone who can give us a bit of a, an opportunity to, to, to maybe take Robbo out if he's not in form or give him a rest. Uh, I think that will do Robbo the world of good because he's a competitive lad and he'll want to keep his place. I think it's, it's a win-win situation for us. So that's the dream. I, I, I'm not going to put words in Cam's mouth. I want to get Cam's perfect window in a minute. Um, that's the dream for me is that, is that five, the, 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 the left-sided defender, the, the, um, defensive midfield specialist who's ready to start. And I don't know if Romeo Lavia is that guy. And then the, uh, the, the, the energy and legs and, and, and creativity of, of a two ram. For me, that's a, that's a 10 out of a 10, a 10 out of 10. I, I don't think we could ask for any better than that, Lisa Marie. Where do you stand in terms of what would be acceptable, what would be good and what's the dream? Is that back at me again? She just, no, no, that's, that's, that's the Lisa Marie first. Lisa yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> 
I was confused for a minute too, Cam. Um, acceptable, I think, would be, as you said, you get the defensive midfielder in. And I think one more. I mean, I think we need four total. Um, you know, be it also someone for, for the back defensive line or, or yet another midfielder, you know, either way. Um, yeah, three borders unacceptable, I guess, depending on who the third is, but I'm, I'm green. I am going full out greed this year and I want the four or the five. Whether I'm going to get that, I don't, I don't know, but, um, yeah, three is the minimum. And again, that third one needs to be another strong signing, you know, like McAllister, like fingers crossed, not wanting to jinx it, um, you know. But yeah, but I I think for it to be, um, you know, the minimal minimum of what we need is is to have, you know, that strong defensive midfielder or, or someone that can, yeah, as you said, swing between, you know, center back or left center mid or left center back kind of, you know, um, you know, for the back line to, to kind of spell Robertson. Um, that is the minimum of what needs to happen. And, but really both of those positions would, I think are what's needed to make the transfer window a success. I think that's fair. Cam, I don't think you're going to be too far from the same script, but I'm just interested to hear your take. And if you have anyone specific in mind uh, for filling those remaining positions, we're assuming now we've got Sabozlay over the line to add to McAllister. Yeah, I mean, let's let's say those two are done. I would love to see us get Moises, Casadia. I think he would be be the icing on the cake for the midfield. And then we could get a, a project midfielder in. Uh, a youngster in because then you're pretty much set with the backup you've got then with Thiago, Hendo, Curtis, Harvey, Bacetic, um, and then Bacetic, you could then, we've got to decide what's his position. Is he going to be then, you know, be groomed to be a number six as well, or is he going to be another number eight? So, because he, 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 he can play possibly both positions and it's finding his best position. I don't want him to turn into one of the, one of these utility players. I want round pegs in round holes. I don't want square pegs in round holes. So that's what we need to decide what we're going to do with uh, Bacetic. Um I want to see us get Colwell in, in defense. So mm. um, he would be the ideal left side of midfielder. Plus he hits the homegrown being English, I'm guessing. So, um, uh, you know, that would obviously help. Um, so we're looking at a minimum of four for me. It has to be a minimum of four. I mean, you know, I'll eat humble pie because, um, if we get three midfielders in, because I've, I've slated FSG on this pod saying, you know, we've got no fucking chance, excuse my French, of FSG for signing three midfielders. Um, you know, and I'll happily eat humble pie on that one because we definitely need three. It's not a question of, you know, oh, shall we get a third in? We, it's like I said, we actually probably need four, really. Yeah. To clarify, so, and, to clarify, Cam, you mean we need three starters in midfield? Yes, we need three starters. Yes, yes so correct. so that if you're going to go for, with a DM, and I, I personally, I'd rather we went with a go for a DM rather than. Uh, 
Thuram, Thuram, Thuram. I'd rather we went with a DM. So, and that would probably then be Kone, but Kone's injured, isn't he? So, what's going to happen with that one? Because we're not really going to get Casado. Is it Casadio? Is that how you pronounce it? Casado. Yeah, Casado. Casado. <laughs> because he's going to be at least eighty, eighty odd million, and it. We're just not going to do that. We're not going to spend that much on another midfielder, uh, I think. Um, so Kone would, would have been the ideal DM, um, you know, reading everything and listening to everybody. Um, and then if they, you know, we don't know what they're going to do because the thing is they're still going to offload players. So we don't know what the budget is. This is the madness about it. We're getting player. We can get this Dom in. It sets us up nicely then for the next couple of weeks because obviously there could be players that are looking at the Euros as well, the under 21s that completely under everybody's radar. Nobody's considered. And that they could bring, be bringing somebody like that in again as a project midfielder. Obviously Cavalier has gone to Leipzig on a, a season long loan. That is obviously having an impact on what we're doing to get Dom in. So that's mm. helping. That's helped in that respect. So. There's there's lots of stuff going on in the background and it, and it's a it's just turning into an an exciting summer, isn't it? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. It is. And I think that's uh, probably uh, today's uh, deal, uh, you know. <laughs> I just want to put the kibosh on. I don't want. I don't want. I know. Pe- don't you know? <laughs> no, I don't want people like uh, clipping little bits out of this and going, "It was Downey. He ruined it." Uh, but you know, <laughs> assuming it is uh, there, um, that the excitement levels have ramped up for me now because I don't know. Ambition is the wrong word, but it shows. A le- that we're looking at the right level player. We're looking at the guy, the guys who can come in and be in the team immediately. And yeah, to clarify, I'm I'm all over that. I, I've I've sort of all in on Turam at this stage because I've watched so much of him because we've been so heavily linked with with him, um, and I've been just watching everything I could see uh, to see what kind of a player we would be getting, and it just seemed like it was a really um, strong link. But I think you could be right, Cam. I, I, I think that this, this, um, this deal might have put the kibosh on another really strong, uh, uh, sort of more attacking midfielder. And we might be looking at, uh, having to just get the DM and that needs to be a starter, in my opinion. So that's where I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I hope 
they've got a few more people in mind other than Kone. If it is Lavia, and apparently there was some chit-chat, according to Dave Davis on the show, that Lavia is very much the one who's going to be calling the shots. He's aware of a lot of interest in him. And I didn't like the way that sounded because I don't know where we are on his priority list. Uh, so that was interesting. And I don't think anyone should be taking that for granted. And yeah, of course, Caicedo is a dream, but I think him to Chelsea is almost done. Um, from what I can see, um, there's an awful lot of very, very strong links there and they are doing ridiculous amounts of business. It's actually comedy show what's going on there at Chelsea with Todd Bowley. It's remarkable. There's going to be so many ins and outs at that club. They're basically supplying half of the Saudi league uh, with a lot of really, really good footballers of the ilk of Koulibaly and so on, um, Ziyech and the likes. So it's, 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 there's, there's so much, there are so many moving parts in the transfer window and the transfer market at the moment that I don't think we can fail to do um, another bit of business I think everyone will be massively deflated if it isn't a, 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 a defensive midfielder because I had this dark thought that crossed my mind, folks. I'm going to throw this one out at you. Um, I'm going to get my therapy free from you two. The thought that crossed my mind was fantastic. Sabazlai, that's wonderful. That's really, really, I love that signing if that happens. Um, McAllister, love that signing for us. And if we can get to Ram as well, um, then I'm, 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 I'm all in, I'm made up. But I wonder then, does that mean that they say, right, like, cause we know that we've done this in the past, we've improvised. And I wonder, is there a kind of a thought process, which is, look, we can't not do this deal. It's available to us there now because of the thing with Carvalho and other little arrangements. So I'm afraid we're just going to have to go with Fab and Hendo rotating in the six yeah. and maybe. maybe yeah. Maybe, maybe Bajatic will play a few games. Sorry, guys, it's just how we're going to have to roll, and um, you know we're all in this together. That that thought, Lisa Marie, crossed my mind. Um, I can hear a quite visceral reaction to that on your part. Cries <laughs> of anguish should be. Written. It's not. It's not altogether illogical for me to make that assumption, is it? If we were to do a third attacking midfielder, a third eight, I, I. I Mm, I I could see us leaning that way. Am I wrong? Tell me if my suspicions are completely unfounded. I wish I could, Trev, but but I really can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid your suspicions are are, are um, you know based on past experience. Yeah, I mean, I God, I hope not, but I'm I'm leaning right there over, you know dipping my toe into the dark pool with you that that could be the case and you know gosh if it is that just sort of like totally ruins all the excitement for the good stuff doesn't it it does it, it i mean does. i hate to be I, that way but well, it, I think, it kind I, of I, does yeah i think an awful lot of people will be I with mean, you it was on kinda that like last where you know we signed Darwin early and everybody was all hyped up and excited and then you know we didn't do anything else and it was just kind of like uh, you just you lost that little bit of you know just excitement going into the season because we just didn't get the signings that that we were all hoping to get um and yeah 
the, the less the less spoken about that, the better. Yeah, hoping to get hoping to get, but also needed. Like it was, well, it was, yeah, pa- right. it was pa- painfully painfully apparent to everyone. And they became painfully apparent as more apparent as the season went on. Yeah, it did. And and I know I we've we've discussed this before a million times. I think Jurgen was in denial, um, and for whatever reason, it just, it was, it was a mad situation. And I just fear a little bit of a repeat of that. And here's the thing, Cam, you, I, I love your shed of Colwell. I, anytime I see that kid, he looks very impressive. I think he's the perfect kind of profile for what we're looking for there too. Um, I don't know how realistic it is. I don't know if it's any more or less realistic than us getting Caicedo, to be honest, because I think an awful lot of interest in him. Um, and, and, you know, the parent club know what they have. Um, He's got another another opportunity to play first team football where he is. I I don't know. I I honestly don't know. Um, but it, it's it, I I just think it's so much more important that we've addressed this thing as a block and get it done right. Like Lisa Marie says, I think everyone will sort of have a little sigh and a little the the heads will be hanging a little bit if we don't address that really really apparently awful flaw in our midfield, which is, you know, when Fab was off form, we had just, we were so porous um, and we need guys who are going to be able to do that kind of work. We need a guy who's going to be able to be a specialist in there. And I think, you know, if we get him, then I'd even, if, if we're going to improvise, I'd rather say, okay, leave the defense as is. Fuck it. If we have to do it, let's do it. If that's, if that's the payoff, if that's the trade off, we don't have finance for, um, a defender anymore. I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. But if that is the kind of logic or that is the, the, the reality, I'd rather leave the defense as is and sort of hope that Joe Gomez gets back to form, sort of hope that, um, Joe Mata does the same, sort of hope that, you know, Andy Robbo can get back to his best and his cover over there decides he's happy enough to stay and, and, and contribute well. I, I don't love it, Cam, but I I think it's if, if there has to be a compromise, it, it, it happens there in that area. What do you think? The point is there shouldn't have to be a compromise. The reason being because we're not a tiny little club. We're we're Liverpool Football Club. And yes, FSG have, have let us down badly, uh, over a number of seasons with their signings, you know, and Jurgen has performed miracles, but last season has shown that by not strengthening where we need to strengthen at the right time, the consequences are more severe than not signing said player, i.e no Champions League. That will have hit FSG in the pocket. Nobody likes being hit in the pocket like that. So we shouldn't have to compromise. You're right. If it's going to have to come to that, though, it has to be the number six. Um, the number six is uh, is probably the most important position on the pitch for me because the number six is the one who's protecting the defence but he's also allowing the attack to attack that much more by doing the doing the job that he needs to do. Now Fab was overworked last season, and because he was overworked, that had a, a huge impact on his form. And hopefully now with 
these two signings now that we've got players who are a strong, young fit, that would allow Fab to concentrate on doing what he needs to do rather than having to cover the A and A A as in, in himself and B as in player being on which side you want to say. So, you know, I'm not going to throw names out there. We all know, you know, we all got our opinions. So, at the end of the day, you kn- it still has to be that number six. Fab isn't, I would like to see us getting a really good number six in. And then if we have to, then Fab can be the backup and the Bajetic can be the project if that's going to be his position. We need a really, really good number six. It's crucial. You know, I'm with you, Trevor. If, if it has to be a compromise, it has to be the six. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's just a reality. We can't, we can't have three out of four seasons where there was a glaring, glaring issue that needed to be addressed. The defense was one year. We didn't do it. We paid. The midfield was another year. We didn't do it. God, we paid. And the midfield remains the issue. And if we do not address it fully, that's the thing, fully, then we will again struggle or pay in some way, shape or form. And I don't want to be looking at poor Hendo having to try to pretend to be a competent number six um, for half a season or look at Fab. Maybe he has that game next season where he realizes, shit, not quite my legs have gone, but I am not the guy I, I was anymore. Maybe I need to look at some of that Saudi money next year. That could happen. I mean, he's still quite young. It shouldn't happen. And I, I agree with you. I think there was there's a there was a fatigue situation going on there with him. And I'm hopeful that there'll be a sort of regeneration and renewal of him as a footballer in terms of uh, seeing more seeing more the guy that he was. There's no reason for him to have gone over the hill, but these things happen. And for some players, it happens earlier than others. Um, so I mean. The uh, the dream, of course, is that you've got Fab and the captain and Tiago hanging around with all these new boys, including our desired number six. And we have a monster squad then. And we have, I think, do you know what is as well, Cam? I think it'll be so exciting for the guys themselves. We saw um, Ibu Kanate coming out and saying, look, you know, we need to get players. It's as clear as that, you know, and he was... He got a bit of flack from some, I don't know, are they, what do you call them? Do you call them top reds? I, I don't, I'm not interested in all that shit, but FSG fans, basically. He got some yeah. shit from FSG fans. Um, and I was like, why shouldn't he say that? Of course he should say that. And I think the upshot will be if we do get this extra midfielder in and maybe as we, we as we're all hoping a four lads minimum and maybe the five. Hmm. it's going to be a massive shot in the arm camp. Like the buzz will be really fantastic around the place because we won't have just gotten bodies in. These will be guys that are going to be challenging for first team jerseys. And that just has an enlivening impact on a group. It can't help. But I remember, do you remember when uh, I remember Stevie Gerrard going around singing um, uh, uh, when we bought, Oh my God, I'm having a complete mental bike that we bought the, the striker from Monaco. Do you remember the, the do you remember the striker we bought from Monaco? Oh my god. 
the striker from Monaco. Yeah, oh, fuck it. Gerard was going around singing his name. We had him for a season and a half. It didn't turn out to be a great move. What, Morientes? I thought he was... Morientes. Was he he at Monaco? He had been at Monaco beforehand. And uh, everyone knew Morientes. He was a top-notch player. And the the excitement, like, even had Stevie singing songs. And I just think that's going to be the kind of thing you're going to see. You're going to see the big characters are going to love it. They're going to fucking love it. They love the challenge. They love the idea that their uh, colleagues across the board will have risen in terms of, of, of standard as well. I just think it's going to be a super shot in the arm for the club. That that's, I don't think it can be fail, fail to be that camp. I mean, signings always lift the players, don't they? Because players are, you know, they don't want the competition. They always want signings to somebody else's position because ultimately players regress, whether you like it or not. Players regress. You've got to keep you've got to keep the squad fresh. Um, players fall out with other players. You know, bad vibes can enter the squad quite easily. And by keeping the squad fresh, and you you create competition. And competition means players play better. And it, it's just simple stuff. And we just haven't done enough of it. You know, it's the it's the big criticism we we have every transfer window. We haven't made enough signings. We haven't made enough signings, but we've got an issue. One of the reasons and we don't make enough signings is because of the manager. And everyone forgets this. He doesn't want a big squad. He's never wanted a big squad. He's always wanted to work with a small squad. He, he's not a ruthless manager. Everybody thought he was. He's, he's not a ruthless manager. He's, he's overly loyal to players and. You know, that's the way it is. And it's hard for us as fans because we see glaring, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, um, issues within the squad, whereas we, we feel that the club don't. And it was three years ago, best team in the world. Three years ago. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. (laughs) This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. I've got a, que- I've got a question for you. I want you to think about this. Go on. Um, if you could... If you could- Sign any footballer from 
leaving out the that's let's just leave out the current transfer market, right? Because you know we know the Lavi is the Caicedos, we know the ones who are linked with Kone. Yeah. But if you could, if you, what's the perfect profile of footballer to come in now? What what type of footballer? I think if we could go and get young Javier Mascherano, I think we just tear it up. I think he's the perfect profile of footballer for what we need. Do you know what I'm saying? He's the guy you want. Uh, the 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 absolute sort of class act in his own way, but just dogged determination and strength and and and, and terrier like tackling and uh, that's the kind of guy I, I I really want. I mean, is there so? Is does that make sense to you, or would you rather? Yeah, yeah, see, totally. See? I mean, I mean, I'd like us to re-sign Fab from Monaco four years ago. Yeah, well, like, there you, go. you know, or I'd like to sign Rodri. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or, or Fernandinho. Yeah, like it. Basically, what you're talking about is a a top class, top, but, top class number but, six. But but a bit of a yard dog about him, a bit of a foot in merchant. Like 100%. you need you, you need that that side of it too. You need the guy. That's the best thing about Fab. That's that's been what's made him such a wonderful footballer over the years. Is he just keeps extending those telescopic legs and, and making interceptions and blocks and cutting off passing lanes and, and, and that's what we need that guy it doesn't it doesn't hurt if you've got someone who can tackle well as well so uh, you know and or a the, Busquets type yeah Busquets well was, now, you're talking, you know, now you're talking I mean but those players are out there whether they're at that level today is a debate that those players are out there and the way the club operates is they'll, they'll, they, they need to bring that player in and they need to work on him and mold him and create him. If they, if they're not going to find, if they're not going to get the finished article, because there's only two really, isn't there? Or three. There's three, isn't there? Casado, uh, um, Lavia and maybe Kone, isn't it? They're the, well, they're, they're, they're the three we're linked with, and honestly, yeah. Lavia possibly doesn't start all the time. Yeah, and and and, and, and I don't think Kone would either. I, you know, I yeah. don't. They're, so because they're more projects, aren't they? And yes. then the, the one we missed out on is Otage. Is it? Who went to PSG? He would have been ideal. You've lost me completely. Who's this? Sorry, man. I just didn't pick up the name. Who did you say? Was it Otage? The Uruguayan. The target is it? Oh, Ugarts, yeah, yeah, Ugarts, yeah, yeah. Ugarts, sorry, Ugarts. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 of course, he was the other one we were linked with at the start. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we're, we're all, if we're being linked, and again, it's forget the ITKs, whatever they're saying, but when the the journalists of you know sort of your Joyce's and your Ormsteins are, are saying you know we're looking at certain players, then we know the club are looking for that player. Just getting that player over the line, isn't it? It yeah. takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, does it? I mean, it would be great if we could just suddenly tomorrow announce a Fabinho-type signing completely out of left field. Yeah, it really would. I mean, I mean, it, it would just make summer so much easier on all of us. But, you know, we, ha- we it is, this is the kind of day, Lisa Marie, you can't complain because nobody really saw this coming. And... I've fucking done it now, but everybody's out there on Twitter saying it's done. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, so, you know, we have to, we have to just allow that it is a, a thing at this stage. I can't actually 
wait for all the, the, the bits and bobs that go with it. But I want to finish with something light. Um, because we've got a nine o'clock here. We've got to get, get come in there out the gate for half past, uh, sharp. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to come back to Cam for the historical angle here, which I don't expect you to have, um, any take on at all. Of course, that would be completely unfair. Um, and I have quite a dramatic take on this myself. But you'll have seen, Lisa Marie, um, because we're very good at the PR. Liverpool are so slick at the PR. I was watching a video there which just had Kloppo having the crack with the likes of Ibu and all the rest of them at this kit unveiling. Now, it's obviously happened a while ago and they've been just waiting to roll it out. But they all just look so freaking happy. They're all real, very, quite cool in their own way. The vibe always looks great. It doesn't seem forced. It seems quite natural. Two questions for you. How good do you think we are at this PR stuff? Because I, I, I don't think, I, I can't get over how good the club is at it. Like everything. Uh, all the little videos. And second question for you is, what do you reckon to this new kit that was unveiled today? Are you, have you got any opinions on it one way or the other? I agree with you that the club does, and we've talked about this in the past. I think they do a phenomenal job with, with the PR stuff. It looks, and you know, maybe part of it is, is, you know, that, that team of, of folks employed by the club, but I think a little bit of it is that, you know, it's the players themselves that they just, for whatever reason, we seem to have a group that just are natural enough in front of the camera and, you know, have fun with it and don't take themselves too seriously and, you know, and all those things. So I, I, but they do it very well. I mean, you know, again, we've, we've talked in the past. There, one of the things we do well is, is that is the PR, the marketing, et cetera. Um, it's just always fun. Um, definitely fun to see. I don't know. I, the more I look at it, I like it a little bit better. Like when I first saw just a picture of it, but not on anybody, I was kind of like, eh. Um, but now that I've seen it on some of the players, I, I like it better. Um, you know, it's it's certainly not my favorite Liverpool kit to, to ever be rolled out. I mean, I like the green and the white. I you know, I do like the, the color, if you will, but um I'm not necessarily you know, again, I I, I don't know. The the design, if you will, is is not wouldn't have been my first choice, I guess is is the more diplomatic way to put it. But <laughs> but I will say the more I look at it, the the more it's kind of growing on me. So, you know, maybe once by the time we see it out on the field, um, you know, and hopefully we win games in it, then it'll become my favorite Liverpool kit ever. So that that's the thing, right? Do we 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 had that like really bright purple thing uh, we have another purple one this year which actually does look like an atrocity um but we did have that bright purple one. we had the bright orange one we've had sort of uh, luminous yellow kind of slightly green tinge one in the past it, it you're right it doesn't matter about what it looks like once we start winning in it then it's everybody's favorite you'll remember cam a few years back i think when warrior were doing our kits we had a couple of absolute stinkers, but Luis Suarez was banging in goals in them, so nobody gave a shit. I mean, they were like, uh, uh, you know, sort of objectively awful, but it didn't matter because you associated them with Liverpool on the title charge in 2013-14. So that's mm. the thing there. Now, before I go to you and your take, here's my take on the the kit. I actually think it works as a design, you know, the, 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 the blocking of the color, the, the black on the, on the, on the, on the, 
collar and the, the, the sleeve cuffs. And I assume it's going to be paired up with black shorts. I think that's, that'll be the way to go with that. However, my take is please, please, please stop doing tributes to shit kits from the past that I associate with losers. And that kit is the kit that I associate <laughs> with a team that were the biggest fucking losers in Liverpool history. A team who, sh- who had the potential to win the league a couple of times and didn't have the discipline to do it. And Spice you know, Boys. the fucking Spice Boys. That's the kit in which, um, unless I'm mistaken, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the kit we lost the FA Cup final to Man United in, right? Yep. One no. So that, that kit can go and fuck itself. And <laughs> the idea of giving a tribute to it, I just, I like, I don't get it. I like, there's so many things. If you want to use white and green, there's so many things you could do. Like I, uh, objectively, I think after initial, like Lisa Marie, after initial kind of wince, so I went, actually, no, that, that's quite cool. I'd actually wear that as a t-shirt or a top myself. But what's the idea with this? You know, bringing up, it's, it's like bad karma camp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't like it. I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't appeal to me in any way, shape or form. Um, I, I said to you, Minecraft before the show started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm now thinking um, the kids booked me uh, the stadium tour for August. Um, we're going up on August the 17th and I'm taking all four kids. Um, we're spending the night in Liverpool. So we're going to make a, um, the five of us are going up. I've got apartment books and everything. So um, we're going up there and I'm going to, obviously we're going to go to the club shop and my little boy, not a football, not a sports person in any way, shape, or form. Um, I reckon he might like that. Really? Okay. Because oh. he's he's a computer. He's a he's a he's a little bit of a, a gaming geek. There um, you go. There you he go. Plays, he plays Minecraft. So if I say to Harvey Minecraft, you you never know. You might. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> not that I want to spend money, but you know, he he might suddenly turn around and say, "Yeah, I like that kit," but. It doesn't appeal to me in any way, shape, or form. But at the end of the day, as long as we win in it, who gives a damn? That is true. And it's a good note for us to end this on. I'm watching the clock with great care. I want to get you out on time. Like I said, I would. It does leave us without our usual end of show rambles. That's fine. We're back on the wagon again, folks. We'll see you this time next week and the week after and the week after. And more than likely, it'll be the three of us with occasionally Guy or Carl stepping in as well. So we will leave it at that. Thanks to Cam. Thanks to Lisa Marie. I've been Trev Denny. This is the Anfield Index podcast, and we'll be back with you next week. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.